Simmons. Do you know what? I'm really getting into the stride of this podcast business. I'm loving it. I love the fact I can plan meticulously. I love the fact I can bring actual relevant subjects to you and actually teach some people make a difference. So today we're going to tackle the big subject that is why I think relationships fail. Now, relationships run our lives whether we admit it or not. You know, you've got romantic relationships, you've got relationships with your family, relationships with your friends. Specifically, we're going to talk about romantic relationships because that is ultimately what I crave. I want someone to spend my life with. I want someone I can grow with. I don't just want meaning and sex with someone. I want an actual connection with someone, you know. In this day and age, that is a little bit harder to find. So we will delve into as to why that is the case. But I am purely doing this episode because I've learned a lot from my previous relationships and I've had a lot of failed relationships and I want to take you through the steps as to what I did, what what went wrong, why didn't it work. You know, ultimately, you could just say that they, they weren't the right person. And, and yes, you would be right. But I'm going to take you through a story of mine. And it will just make you question um, how bad relationships can really get. And, and I've actually had worse than that. Um, it won't be the one I cover today. But I'm going to take you through a relationship from start to finish. Because it's important to put you in my shoes for a minute if you're going to take everything you can from this lesson you know I hope that this lesson will give you a little bit of insight into your current relationships your previous relationships and your relationships that haven't even happened yet you know life is exciting life is unexpected changes happen and this will at least prepare you for a potential failed relationship you know it's quite normal to have failed relationships ultimately let's not get disheartened when a relationship doesn't work because it's probably for the best as cliche as that does sound but I can help you because, like I said, a long relationship in my eyes is a year. And um, as most people say around me, Tom, that's ridiculous. Like a year isn't very long. So they may be right. But this is where I want to bring my message because a year relationship for me is quite in depth. I'm quite full on quite soon. So as you'll probably gather as I take you through this podcast. Now, I want to introduce Lucy. Now, I've changed her name for the purposes of this podcast, for obvious reasons, and it wasn't my last girlfriend, but it was my ex before that. I'm going to take you for a story. So sit back, relax, and just have a listen to this very in-depth account of my relationship with Lucy. Now, we met when I started a new career a few years, about five years ago now, and when I first started at that job, I was in a relationship with someone else, so... I didn't do the usual, let's go in, check who's around, you know, oh, he's quite fit, she's quite fit, you know what we do when we start jobs. And yeah, so anyway, I didn't do that. And after about three, four months of the job, I split up with my other girlfriend, a very short relationship, not even worth mentioning. So anyway, again, no one was really there, but there was this Lucy, right? And she was really loud. You could always hear her. She was always being centre of attention and whatnot. And unfortunately, that's the kind of person I am attracted to. I don't really know why, but at this point it hadn't even crossed my mind because she wasn't my normal type. So over the course of a month or two, she actually approached me and she was like, oh, do you mind um, driving my car home for me once a week? Because she had to commute into London for a course and go back home and she didn't have a car. And I was like, mm, it's a bit of a weird request, but like, yeah, why not? It's no skin off my nose. So what I used to do is I used to take her car home on that day of the week, I think it was a Tuesday, and then I'd go pick her up on the Wednesday morning on the way to work. So it was a little strange. And at first I kind of thought, oh, do you know, maybe she's doing this so she can get to know me. Still at this point, I was not attracted or interested at all, to be honest. Like, bearing in mind, I'd just come out of a relationship as well. So 
you know, albeit it wasn't worth mentioning, it was still a relationship. Sometimes you need a little bit of time, right? So we've done this for a few months and obviously this entails conversation in the mornings and we get to know each other a little bit more, of course, more than you would obviously when you're just sitting at work. And yeah, we didn't work closely together, but as I said, I could hear her and she wasn't very far away in the office. So course of this, we ended up going to the pub, having a few drinks on occasion, sort of spontaneous last minute. We ended up kissing, nothing special. It was just, you know, a moment. And then time progressed. I think I went on holiday and came back and we started dating properly. And then from that point onwards, you know, I was staying at hers and we were getting on really well. And it just sort of came out of nowhere. Now, I do like relationships that come out of nowhere because they take you by a little bit of surprise. And you know what they say, you shouldn't look too hard for a relationship because if you look too hard, then you'll probably end up forcing yourself into something that isn't to be. Now, this relationship sort of progressed, but I just wanted to set the scene there as to where we met because it's important, obviously, for you guys to know the context in which we met. And it takes me on to like a few of the scenarios in that relationship. Now, she was very emotionally detached, shall we call it. And it wasn't really something I noticed until later on in the relationships, but it's worth I set the scene again because there was a lot of emotional detachment there. There was a lot of feelings that she suppressed and didn't say. Now, I know that she suppressed them because as you'll find out later on, they do come out. But for the status of these stories, bear with me. So obviously we worked together. We were together at this point. I think there was maybe one day where we were late together and that's unusual for me. So... On that day, there was a few questions. Now, she had a real thing about people knowing, and I don't have an issue with that when you work together. I kind of get that, but I left not much later. I probably stayed there for a few more months, and then I um, I moved up, in the, moved up the ladder in my career to another company. And you know, this meant our relationship could run as a normal relationship. You could be the same around each other all of the time. But even at this point, you know, she wouldn't tell anyone, and it was just a little bit strange, if you ask me. Now, I was always at her beck and call, always. And I look back at myself and think, Tom, you're a fucking mug. Why would you let someone control your life like that? You know, it was a, oh, you can come around now, text, and I'll run, literally straight away, I'll drop everything and go. You know, there'd be times where I'm halfway through going to a house, and I used to walk over there at the time, and I'd get halfway, and that's a mile and a half in, and she'd go, no, no, I'm not ready, you need to go home. So I'd go home, and like a mug, I'd go home, and then have to go back to hers later, and I think... This is ridiculous. Basically, I just hung on her every word and I look back at it and that's why it's a very good story to tell because I look back at it and think, really, I wasn't in that relationship at all. The relationship was her. She controlled everything. If she wanted me, she wanted me. If she didn't, she didn't. And no one should ever be treated that way. It was It's very manipulative and, and whatnot, but we'll go on to that a little bit later. So yeah, that was, again, setting the scene as to regards to what we what the relationship sort of set it itself out to be. Now, don't get me wrong, we had good times. Like most relationships, I've always had good times and you never really look at any potential failures at the time because you do, you get caught up in the honeymoon stage, you get caught up in that lust and it's exciting, right, when you're with someone new, the sex is great, the company's good, you're getting to know someone, you get to go out and do new things and it's just it's just nice, right? We can, I'm sure, all agree on that one. Now, there was just a few scenarios that I want to take you through throughout this relationship. First one being... Um, before I left the job now we had a Christmas do and we were together at the time and you know as I said she's very much against telling people and that's you know as I said not a problem there was one person that knew and it happened to be that she was getting ready at her house so we all three of us came together now we turned up and people have obviously you know guessed 
But all night we had to pretend that we weren't together. And that is, I don't know whether you've ever had to do that with someone, but it's a little strange when you're with someone and you're out and about having a few drinks, having a laugh. And you can't be with your girlfriend as such. Now, I'm not like someone that will cling to someone while I'm out, but when you're romantically involved with someone, you're kind of, you know, a bit close to them. You might give them a kiss every now and then, might give them a hug, might have a little dance, whatever. Not that I could dance, mind, but it's something you do when you're out and about, and it's very difficult for me to get my head around that at the time. Now, you know, that was weird, and then we were going home from that, that same night, and we were on the train, and all of a sudden she just switched. She was like, I can't really see the train times I was reading, and I was like, I think it's this platform, I think it's that, and she was like, you're not really helping. And she just switched on me completely, and she did this a few times throughout the relationship, and I never saw the signs, you know. I used to tell the stories to my mates occasionally, and they'd be thinking, Tom, what's wrong with you? You know, love is blind, it's cliche, but love is blind, and when you're with someone, it's very hard to see these little ins and outs of things, because it is just one of them things. So, we're on the train, Anyway, someone else from the same night had got on the train, obviously. We and her aren't together, apparently. And throughout the course of the journey, we didn't have to discuss anything because we had to pretend to be just friends, even though at this point I'm thinking, you've got to be, like, fucking stupid to not see that we're in a relationship. But anyway, we get off the train. It wasn't the best. Now, I, I very much like to go to bed with everything sorted. I hate having to go to sleep and then waking up the next day to sort out whatever disagreement you've had. Now, this wasn't a disagreement. This was downright stupid from her. She just switched on me for no reason whatsoever. Now, when I'm drunk, I'm exactly the same person. So she wasn't. I, and I, it has kind of put my back up about when I'm with some people when they're drunk because I do worry about what they're going to be like sometimes. And it is something like I'm not a big drinker. So that's a story for another day. But we wake up in the middle of the night conveniently at the same time. And she was like, I oh, know you're my favourite person, you know? And I think, this is her way of showing affection. And I always used to think, and I look back now and think, did she deliberately cause shit and bring me down to then make it seem better when she was being nice? Because thinking about it, yes, that's exactly what it seems like. Now, whether that's the case, I don't know, but that's definitely how it seemed. And this was just the first of many, you know, we had another night where we went out, played ping pong and went up for a few drinks and some food again with a similar group of people, but so a couple of her friends as well, which knew, but the other people were from work and I didn't work with them anymore either at this point. And still she wouldn't tell them she, we had to pretend to be single all night. And that is something I will never have to do again. I don't want to ever be with someone and go out and pretend to be single because that's just, it's weird. It's, and, and you're just going against who you really are, right? You can't really gather where you're at with that person. So that's another example there. But the the, the one for me was she had everything planned. She was, she, she, she was quite good with timings and she liked to get out and do fun things. Now, she always had this thing with me that if I suggested somewhere shit, she'd be like, well, it's ridiculous, we're not doing it. And she'd throw her toys out and she wouldn't even see me. She's like, I'm fed up with coming up all the, with all the ideas. And I think, well, first of all, you're probably with the wrong person. But obviously at the time, I wasn't thinking this at all. I was going on with the relationship as it was. Now... You know, she, there was one day that I was meeting a friend for a few drinks and it was it was just a casual sober drinks situation and I drove there and anyway, I was meeting with him and that was fine, we were having a good catch up and she was, I think I was going around hers that night just to stay, nothing special, we weren't even going out and she was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine, I said, I'll let you know when I'm coming back or whatever, I'm not going to be out that long and she was, yeah, absolutely fine, like really relaxed as as you would be if you've got no plans, right? And... Anyway, so I was a bit. I've stayed there a little bit longer than I would have normally, and all of a sudden, it's like, "Where are you? Why are you not back yet?" And I think, "But we're not doing anything. I'm just coming to stay. Like, there's no big deal here." 
And anyway, so I'm driving back and she's like, like, seriously, you need to hurry up now. Oh, and can you go get go home and get changed and put this colour jeans on? And I'm thinking, what? Like, what are you going on about? So now I go home, I get changed and I get back to hers and turn up and she looks at me and she was like, no, they're the wrong colour jeans. I was like, what do you mean they're the wrong colour jeans? I'm coming here to chill out. Like, I don't wear jeans in the house. Like, I was so confused and... She went, well, we're going to a fancy dress party. I was like, since when? She was like, well, I've known about it for ages. I was like, so you're telling me now when we're supposed to be there? That is ridiculous. She'd bought me an outfit and stuff, but she needed me to wear the right colour jeans to go with it. And she was like, no, they're wrong. You can, uh, and that was it. So she threw her toys out. She was like, no, don't worry about it. We're not going. I was like, no, it's fine. I'll go home. I'll get changed again. I'll come back. So I did it. Come back. She was running late at this point. We get in the car and I was driving her car for the night and get to hers and um, the party even and we stopped on the way to get some drinks for the party and literally we were just at each other's throats because I was like I don't get it why didn't you tell me beforehand like you could have even told me this morning and it would have been alright but if you'd known about it for ages then why not say Tom we've been invited to party as a couple and her excuse was she wasn't sure whether she wanted to bring me or not I think we're together you've been invited as a couple anyway she's obviously decided and that was what I say, you know, she was saying that then to try and make me feel better. She said, oh, yeah, no, she wants to. She wants me to come with her. That's great. Anyway, we're at each other's straight because I wasn't right then. Like I say, when I go to bed, I need to sort things out in a relationship before you go to sleep. It was kind of the same scenario here where I wanted to sort things out before we went into the party because I was going into a house of people I don't know anyone. I hadn't met any of them before. And the last thing I wanted to do was just stand on my Larry in the corner all night having a drink. Now, for me, I look back at it and I laugh, but... At the time, I was in such a bad mood about it. And I think to myself, like, no one should ever be made to feel that way. And we go into this party and it's just, you could literally cut the tension with a knife between us. It was awful. And after about an hour, she was like, do you know what, whatever, just go home. And I was like, okay, I will. So I didn't want to be there anyway at this point. And um, not that I wanted to be there the whole night at all. But so anyway, I left. I, I didn't take her car. I got a, got a cab um, back to hers to get my own car and then go home. Now... That was that, but she texted me when I was in the cab to say, oh, I'm really sorry, I feel really bad now. I was like, fuck me, love, like, Jesus. Talk about change your mind, change your mood, and the way you feel, and I was like, oh, whatever, innit? But at this point, again, I'd left, and all of a sudden I thought, oh, she's being nice to me. What a mug I was, like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, oh, no, things are going to be okay. So even at this point, I was like, these aren't signs of a failed relationship, even though they actually are. Like, I get you arguments and that, you know, it's normal, but... It's this was beyond that, and I look back and think I will never ever part with that again. But uh, like I said, I want to tell you this story, and I want you to I want to explain it for how it is. You know, that was that. But really, there was a point. One thing I do in a relationship is I let little things build up, little things that annoy you about other people, and that's normal, right? Because no one's perfectly compatible, and even if you are compatible, there's going to be little things of that 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 person does that you're like, oh, that's so annoying. But these are the sort of things I overlook because of love and whatever as cringe as it sounds but I overlook them and I let them build up over time and then all of a sudden you know that relationship when it comes to near an end and when I get fed up basically I, I get quite bored but I wouldn't get bored if I was with the right person you know so I let them build up and then I blow up not in an angry way I'm not an angry person but I blow up in the sense that I'm like no I'm done that's it and the relationship just sort of ends with no warning but she should have really seen the signs in this relationship you know she was apparently planning to buy a house didn't know about it with me this is and didn't know about it she planned to spend the rest of her life with me and like i said you go into a relationship looking to spend the rest of your life with someone i get that but 
it's still something you talk about. And we hadn't because she was having the thoughts but hadn't shared anything with me. And this is why I talk about a connection. You haven't got a connection if you're just not telling me stuff. It's not right. It's not normal. So towards the end of the relationship, basically things started to go downhill. I started to do this whole, oh, this is ridiculous sort of thing. And albeit in this scenario, they weren't little things at all. They were big things at times where I was thinking, you've treated me like, like an absolute prick and no one needs to deserve that. So towards the end of the relationship, you know, we're... We were on the ropes. I think she started smoking again. And it was just like, oh, things have just gone to shit, basically. So anyway, I've gone gone around there one day. She wasn't in the best place. And I'd seen emotions from her that I'd never even seen in the time we were together. She was really upset. But for an emotionally detached person, it was a shock for me to see. So I'm at her house and she's standing by the living room door and I'm standing by the window. So I'm obviously in the room more than she is. And... I've basically, don't get me wrong, it's taken a bit of courage to do it, but I've ended it and I've said, look, I, I really think we should call it a day. That That's it. I'm I'm going to leave, basically. It was more like, I know I think we should call it a day. It was, I'm going to leave. It's I'm calling it a day. But she wouldn't accept it. She wouldn't accept it. So 10, maybe 15, maybe 20 minutes passed by and I'm still standing in the room. She won't let me pass the door. Like, and I just think this is ridiculous. It probably got to about half hour and I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to have to climb out the window now because... I need to get out of here. Like, when you're done, like, it was the middle of the day, I just need to get out of there. I just wanted to get in my car and go home. And I, I can't remember how, but I obviously got past her in the end, and she let me out, and she ran out of the house, and she was like, no, don't go. It was it was just really dramatic, unnecessarily dramatic, and I don't like drama um, as much as I attract it. So, yeah, anyway, I've gone home, and that's that. But you know what? In a normal scenario, this would probably be the end of the story, right? Because it was a relationship that didn't even last a year. And there was nothing holding us together anymore. We weren't engaged. We didn't have kids. So, yeah, like, that should have been that. But this is really where the story gets interesting and the main reason I chose it, you know. When we broke up, she didn't take it very well. This entailed her sister texting me saying, can we please meet? So I met her sister for a coffee and her sister was just doing the sisterly thing because obviously Lucy was upset. And, yeah, we, we were talking and I said, no, look, I've made my decision based on this, this and this and I shouldn't have to explain myself, but... You know what? Her sister was a nice person, and I owed her that. So I said this, and she was like, "Okay, no, that's fine. You know, like, that's is what it is." Like she wasn't. I guess she was trying to talk me back into it, but she was just doing the nice thing, right? So that was that. She was still upset, Lucy, apparently, and you know she was messaging me. She was basically turning up at my door eleven, half eleven, most nights. She wasn't driving, and she she kept saying that she was, you know, not in a fit state to drive, and basically trying to guilt trip me to make her make me feel bad that she wasn't in a great place because of me breaking up with her now if anyone of you know me anyone that's listening that knows me you will know that I'm the kind of person that will take charge of my own life like I believe in taking charge of your own life and your own happiness if you're not happy with something then you do something about it and if that means leaving a person then you leave that person you know I've cut a lot of people off in my life I talk about it in most of my podcasts so throughout this stage you know she was turning up and I'm a nice person it's dark it's cold she's on her own outside no car I feel bad I go down, I talk to her. She's literally in tears saying, I love you, I love you. And I think she's never said I love you at all. It was massive. It was a massive bugbear for me because I think, all right, if you don't love someone, then don't tell them you love them, right? Because it's just not false hope as such, but you're just lying to them. So don't do it. But I knew there was more feelings there, but because of her emotional detachment, I never saw them. And that is that is the main reason this relationship failed if you're looking to write a lesson away from this. Now, that's what it is. It was shit for ages anyway. This is where things really get juicy, I say. 
there was a time in the relationship where she didn't talk to me for two weeks and we worked together still the time and I think she just went really quiet. She was barely in work, things weren't going well and she just stopped talking to me. Didn't tell me nothing, didn't know what was going on, whatever anyway. I ended up going away with a friend for a long weekend and that was when she got back in contact. Now, she never told me what happened in those two weeks at all. I, I kind of let it go, but it kind of did put the nail in the coffin still, even though that took another six months or so to break us up. It was, yeah, a little bit a little bit weird, if you ask me. I mean, if your partner now, say, for example, stopped talking to you for two weeks and didn't tell you, be a little bit bummed out. I mean, maybe some people would be a little bit pissed off, you know? So, anyway, we've the reason I bring that up now is because she basically said in the midst of her being upset and whatever saying that you know those two weeks she was basically pregnant she went to get an abortion so i said to her are you having a fucking laugh if you get pregnant right and you're with someone then you fucking talk to the person you're with regardless of the scenario regardless of what the outcome may be the outcome still may have been the same and she'd gone to get an abortion and hadn't even consulted she told no one she'd bottled it all up and that sort of explains her down to a T because of her emotional detachment. She just keeps everything to herself. And I, I write a chapter in my book called The Emotional Connection. And as much as it's based around fear, it also talks about the emotional being and the emotional things that we show, you cannot suppress them. They have to go somewhere. Like, it's in, it's within you. So you might suppress it and you might forget about it for a bit, but it comes back. So I feel that everything she was bottling up had built up over time and ultimately led to this. Now... I'm not blaming her for the the breakup, although it was obviously me that left her because I wasn't happy. There was a lot of things, and as you're about to see, that I dodged a bullet anyway. So she, the reason she told me this, she was obviously trying to get me back, and I don't know how that was helping. And I blew up a little bit. I was kind of like, well, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, that is stupid. Anyway, so after a few weeks of her turning up at my door and whatnot, she was outside my house again as I got home from work this time, and she was there, basically... And she just came up to me. She whispered in my ear. She was like, I'm pregnant. And immediately I thought, she's telling me this because of the way I reacted to when she, she didn't tell me before, right? So I was like, oh, well, whatever. Didn't believe her. Went home, whatever. And it was like a bit more time passed. I apologise because my timeline isn't great because it all, it all just sort of blurred into one at this point. Now, we were going on like this. She, she was turning up at my house still when she told me this news. And I said, look, it is what it is, how far along. She was like, I'm due first scan. I was like, right, sweet. Send me your first scan and we'll talk. So I was renting with my flatmate at the time. Funny enough, someone that actually worked with her still. I'm there and all of a sudden I get a message with a fucking scan from the hospital. Right, and don't get me wrong, it was a little strange, but I looked at it and I shit myself. I was like, what the fuck? So it put me in, like a, it put me in a really bad spiral, actually. I look back at it and learn a lot because... It meant someone manipulated and controlled me so much that I'd then seen something like this, I just shit myself over it, as most people would, right? So I didn't really know how to react to it at this point. And basically what we did is a few weeks passed and I was distraught, I was in a really bad way and I, I really can't remember now how I was dealing with it. It basically wasn't very well. And I was at home and my flatmate's sister came round and she knew the story and what had happened and basically she turned up and she went, oh Tom, I've, I've got something to show you. So anyway, she's given me her phone and on her phone was a, a scan, right? But more importantly, it was a scan of the same picture, this time with my flatmate's sister's name on it because she didn't put her data and the same reference numbers and whatnot. So basically, 
she'd found an app that you got on your phone where you can create a fake scam. I mean, it's fucked up, right? That is beyond fucked up, if you ask me. I think the fact that someone can do that to you, don't get me wrong, like, the, the feeling I had was actual, like, immediate relief. As soon as I'd seen that, I was like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. But, yeah, like, it was difficult. It was difficult at the time. What I couldn't grasp was how can someone do that? Genuinely, like, it... it it kind of depicts how much control someone can have over you or in this in this situation specifically a female that can have a hold over you in a relationship because of something they can fake and try and do and try and manipulate and put you into a position it put me in a really bad mental state for a long time you know it took me a long time to recover from that and I was single for quite a long time and my next relationship then got worse so Again, that's a story for another day. It's a little too soon on that one now. You know, that's why I feel that this this podcast is necessary because, you know, my message is to help people and this definitely helps people. If you can get relationships right and at least learn from my mistakes, then you're going to be better off than you were already, right? Even if you've got your own mistakes to learn from, you learn from someone else's and you really put it, puts it in context. Some of the scenarios you may have been through, you may be sitting there thinking shit like I've been been through nothing like that it might all of a sudden seem alright or you know you might have been through even worse and and you know I think that you can learn something from everyone's different situations you know so that's my story anyway I don't want to ramble on about it much longer you know my story is important and this is why the main reason for this podcast because there's so many different things but let's summarise the lessons that you can take away from this particular relationship that's what I need to do right now so the first thing I'm going to say is you need to step back. You need to just don't let the lust, don't let the honeymoon stage take over. You need to step back sometimes. You need to look at that person for who they are. Now, don't judge them so much that you're going to talk yourself out of everything you ever go into. But my judgment was definitely off with this relationship. I should have realized that this person was emotionally detached. And I know, especially now, that I need someone that is in touch with their emotions because that's the kind of person I like. So... Step back, don't let the lust take over. Find an actual connection, specifically emotional. If you can find an emotional connection with someone, not very much can go wrong. And if it does, then at least you're both open about it with each other, you know. I say things now when I feel them instead of letting them build up over time. That's the biggest lesson I've learned in all of my relationships. But also, don't let them take you for granted. Like, as my podcast was last week, I've always been taken for granted in my relationships and it's something I don't want anymore funny enough I don't want to be taken for granted I do a lot of things for people and I don't do it to get it back but I don't expect it to be thrown in my face don't allow control just don't just don't let like yeah just don't let them take control don't let them manipulate don't let the little things build up these are all things that I've learned from it and I'm hoping the, the next relationship that I'm in that it will it will come across that way, you know? But also, I also touched on it a little bit earlier. Don't ever underestimate anyone. Don't ever think you know someone. If you haven't found an emotional connection with someone specifically, it's going to be very hard to actually know that person because you don't really know how they're going to be in different scenarios. And yeah, the relationship's about learning about each other the whole time for the rest of your life. But there has to be a point where like in this relationship, I underestimated her completely. I knew she wasn't that great, but all of a sudden she did that whole fake pregnancy thing and 
I think to myself, like, shit, the fuck happened? You know? That summarises the lessons, anyway, from my story. And, you know, there is another bit that I want to touch on today in this podcast, and, and it is common reasons for failure. In my eyes, relationships fail for these reasons. So, well, I say these are signs, more importantly. Momentum starts to get lost in a relationship. You know, you're not all over each other as much. You're not as interested anymore. Like, you might be taking longer to reply to messages. You Like, going out with them is more effort for you. Um, sex is not as good or as regular. And all of these, for me, are signs that the relationship isn't going where it should be going at all you know don't get me wrong there's more to a relationship than sex and things like that but there's connections and if you're not wanting to go out with them and do things together then that's not really a relationship if you're taking longer to reply to messages because you don't want to not because you're busy because you don't want to then again it's a sign that you're not as interested and you're probably not in love with that person you know you might stop asking about their day or the little things that you used to do for them that you no longer do you feel like a effort whereas before you know a relationship for me hasn't been effort i do something because i want to do it for them but ultimately these things start to drop off when you start to not feel the same about people and this is what happened with me and then what i did was let all the little things build up and that's why then things went wrong over time so bear that bear in mind with that anyway um today's lessons are something I want you to take away with you but I also want to look at um, the shallow nature of people these days now this is something that will make a relationship fail before it's even begun people don't give people a chance people basically do that one thing that we've all been taught as a kid and that is you know, judge a book by its cover, that's what everyone does these days, and, you know, as cliche and, and cringe as it sounds, there's a person underneath every face and body, and it's important for you to do that, you know, the best dates and conversations I've ever had have come from people that I least expected it, and that was all based on appearance, and that's not the way to be, you know, we shouldn't have to um, judge people in that way at all, you know, we've got the ability to love and the ability to listen and the ability to give someone a chance. Now, I summarised a little bit in my blog for this. Um, and the first one is, you know, online dating. Because we're swiping left or right, we're basically judging a book by its cover. And it's not giving people a chance. And then people wonder why that these dating apps, then people just go on there to look for sex. Because they are, because you're basically judging on physical looks, what you're physically attracted to, what turns you on. And for me... I've learned over time that as much as, you know, you, you could be talking to someone attractive, yes, because that's your type and everyone does have a type, don't get me wrong, but there comes a point where we need to delve into and look past someone's looks. You have to be attracted to them in some sort of sense of the word, of course, but you have to look past that sometimes and realise that there's a person under that and we need to get to know that person. So it makes people shallow because they are basing everything upon looks. And I've always been a relatively shallow person. I'm less shallow now, don't get me wrong, but it's something that we need to grasp and change. Also, you know, less so at my age now, but when I was younger, you know, the other thing was what were your mates think? Like, 
that kind of makes you shallow because when you're out and about and you you point someone out and they go, oh, what are you talking about? And then they're not respecting the fact that you might have a different type or you're attracted to someone different. They're basically just, you know, picturing this model in their head and they're the ones that you need to point out. And you think, like, really? Like, I mean, it's, a, it's a guy thing to do. I don't know whether you girls do it as well, but it'd be interesting to know um, if you do. And also, you know, the other thing is um, being shallow. Pe- people that are shallow do think people are trophies. You know, I wrote this in my blog about meeting someone and taking them to a family event, for example, and you're basically taking them because they're fit. And people at your in your family and friends and stuff will be like, oh, Tom's doing all right for himself, isn't he? When realistically, on the face of it, I might look like I'm doing all right for myself, but there's no connection there. There's no actual love. It's just physical looks, right? And that is quite shallow. So for me, if I meet someone I like, I'd be lying to you if I said it's difficult. You know, you want to be with someone that's attractive. Of course, that's my type. But isn't it everyone's type? So it's important to know and respect other people's opinions on that. And I chuck it in this podcast because um, relationships fail because of this. Because you're building a relationship upon a foundation that's, that's wrong. Basically, the foundation isn't strong enough and that relationship will never succeed if you're building it upon these reasons. If you're with someone because you want them as a trophy, it won't work. It won't last. If you're meeting someone online, it has been proven to work. I get that. But maybe go for one of the most, the better ones like eHarmony or Match. Um, No sponsorship here, but genuinely you pay quite a bit of money for them and you at least know at that point that people on those websites will be spending the same money as you and therefore are more serious. Whereas with Tinder and Bumble and whatnot, they're free apps and anyone and everyone can join them. So these people don't owe anyone anything. I've always found that, you know, that's why people get ghosted, as we call it, because people don't owe anyone anything. They don't know that person. But yeah, look, I'm going to, I think, come to a close today on this covered what I needed to cover I've told you my story I've told you why I think being shallow is a bad idea why it can make things fail I've gone through all of the lessons that my story could teach you and you know as like I said my all my other relationships are a very similar story my other relationships have been I've let little things build up and then I leave that person and there's probably a couple of relationships early on um that would have lasted a lot longer had I been a bit older in a different position so again it's not always you break up with someone because you're not attracted to them or don't love them, you might end up, I've, I've left people I've loved before and, and that's because we're not aligned at the time. Well, I wasn't resilient enough, should we call it, to say get through this or whatever. Like I'm not an argumentative type and never really had a bad relationship apart from the last two. Um, as you've seen with one of them as to why and the sort of shit that I put up with but I was blind to it so just Take that one thing at least away from this is take a step back when you're with someone. So if you're in a relationship now, take a step back. Don't sit there and evaluate it and overthink it because you'll drive yourself nuts. But think, are you happy? You know, if you're not with the right person, then don't be with them. And when you're meeting someone new, look for an emotional connection. Try and look past the look sometimes. You need to be able to understand that a person could be the right one for you. But you just need to get to know them. Personality definitely does paint the bigger picture. So... Take them away with you guys and look, um, I really hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast um, and I hope it was constructive at least because that's exactly what it's here for. So 
please share and review accordingly if you like this podcast and yeah i'm going to keep them coming each week i'm going to go a little bit more in depth and make them slightly longer going forward so yeah please tune in each week and i'll let you know what 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 subjects i'm going to cover but thank you so much for joining me guys and until next time speak to you then bye